Listen to subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Table of Truth this is your man Cam. Welcome to the special edition Blurred Lines. Where we talk everything geek, sci-fi, fantasy, TV, and film, which is the same thing sometimes. Uh, and comics. With me as always, it's Josh, aka the Black Falcon. He's on to put black in front of you. You just say Falcon. You know, say, <laughs> oh, that, that would be, oh, sorry, sorry. And uh, special guest. Oh, it's it's D, man. I'm that U.S. agent. <laughs> <laughs> the black U.S. agent. <laughs> the black U.S. agent. Yeah. I forgot the the had to put the black in front of it. Make sure not otherwise to be confused with John Walker. Walker. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you can uh, tell by some of the jokes, we're about to talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which just wrapped um, six. You know, pretty pretty good episodes. Like. Got in, got out, told the story. Like, yo, I was, I actually, my first impression of the whole series was like, this is enjoyable. Like, I didn't feel like Mm -hmm. they didn't leave too much meat in the bone. They were like really intentional with a lot of their time and what they wanted to get across. across. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a lot more blackity black black than I thought it was going to be. And um, and it actually was for the good, actually. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely, but um, yeah, yeah, it, and I think too, as I was telling you guys, it was like you know, I was for the ending. I was curious to see if they could wrap it all up, and um, I think I, I I felt they stuck the landing, you know, pretty well. Where there's you know, there's a little bit of preachy and a little bit of cheese in terms of you know yeah. overall, but I think in general it was a solid solid ending for a good six episode run of uh, of the show. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't do uh, a <clears throat> you can't pass off. The Captain America shield and not have a speech where where you're with, with uh with moralizing you can't you can't do it true so you know yeah but we're jumping we're, we're jumping to the end we're jumping to the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I thought it I agree with with these guys and, and you know it's it's interesting because it was such a uh, a different field than uh, WandaVision which I know we'll we'll speak a little bit about that but. It's it's great to see the TV movie returning in its kind of original form, where you can get in, tell a beginning, middle, and end, and then boom, you're out. Right. Um, so many of these stories within the last now going on close to 15 years are presented as oh, this is a limited series. It's a you know part you know for a one run series and then it gets so hot that oh now we have to extend it to like two three four five seasons and then you just stamp out all of the the, the what was good in it so this was good it was well paced um like you said it was definitely thematically all black all <laughs> you know um and uh especially surrounding the character of Sam Wilson and his family and his legacy and I thought they hit on some really good markers uh, with all of that. Yeah, definitely. It was funny because one of my friends is like, you mean to tell me that Falcon is an Avenger and he don't got multiple streams of income? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was a little weird. Yeah. I was like, you can't, you know, my man Rhodey, uh, yo, man, can I break me off with a couple Gs so I can make sure my, my boat's fixed? Like, 
Yeah, well, I know exactly. in the comics, in the comics, they actually lay out that uh, Tony, Tony g- basically gives every Avenger a stipend, yeah. so they're never broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I remember that because they, they played and the everybody joke. has qu- and everybody has quarters at the Avengers Mansion, so yeah. it's like. Yeah. yeah. So it, you couldn't give him a room at the compound. You can break him off with a salary. Yeah, exactly. That's a little. That's a little weird. Yeah, which it's it seemed like they were hinting at that in the movies mm-hmm. with Tony often referring to you know himself as the boss and or not the boss, but you know like the person that funds everything, that pays for everything, yeah, pays for everything the boss and, and Cap is the boss. For, yeah, yeah. So you had that sense that they were hinting at that, or it was never spoken, but that was the case. But right, um, yeah, it's like wow, Sam is like broke, can't even buy his family's boat. Yeah, exactly. Save the world a few times. Yeah, that sucks. Few times. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, but you, I mean, you get that it's a, po- a plot device, you know, for the for for moving the subplot of for sure. of uh, of discrimination in lending discrimination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I think that part of it was because I mean, um, it was funny because in the comics, there's a part where um, yeah, Tony's basically talking to the Avengers, saying, "All right, this is around the time when um, uh, Spider Man joins the Avengers." And they're like, all right, cool. You know, everybody, you know, get you guys your stipend, bop, bop, bop. And then Parker is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't, I didn't get no money. They're like, well, you haven't told us who you are. Well, I can't tell you my secret. He's like, cool. So you don't get paid. So anyways, guys, let's get paid. Tony. Leave it to Tony. And that's what the society was like, okay, maybe I, maybe I have to rethink this. Like, who am I telling? Like, yeah. So I, I like to get paid, you know. But anyways, you're right. I think the... It was a cool plot device to have an Avenger go for a loan and get denied, <laughs> and I thought that was like a that that definitely uh, definitely made me go whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I do have friends who who thought it was a little heavy handed in terms of, uh, and this is somebody who is very like power fist pro black, and he was like. Eh, I don't know. It, it, it landed a little heavy-handed. Yeah. Granted, he was sort of in and out with the series. He didn't watch the whole thing. But it seemed like every time... It seemed like he happened to cross it every time there was a black issue that came up. So he was just like, oh, come on. <laughs> so out of context and, you know, in a bubble, uh, in a void, rather, he, yeah, I can see how it might land that way. But if you're watching the whole series, like, it creates... In my opinion, it creates buy-in for you. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, no, I, I, I was a, I was actually surprised that they brought in Isaiah Bradley, uh, the character, into the that show. Was shocking, yeah, and actually, it helped. Uh, I thought overall to kind of show the juxtaposition of like Isaiah Bradley is kind of like the the typical viewpoint of black man in America that's been done dirty by America, and then you have yeah. juxtaposition of Sam where he's like, I'm I went to, I'm in the army, I actually believe I know shit's fucked up, but I feel like I could do something that could help change it, so I like that they played both of those aspects of it and then having Bucky being the one that knew who he was and all that helped it tie to that history and kind of doing that and even, you know, Sam getting mad, like, yo, there's a black super soldier, you didn't tell me? <laughs> right, and then even the two, Isaiah and um, <clears throat> And uh, Sam, you know, Isaiah saying to him, you know, you know, there's something special about you. I don't see things your way, but, you know, there's something special about you. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, and then, you know, the two of them reconciling was a strong way of saying, you know, these two different voices right, are yeah. n- neither are wrong and neither should be ostracized in that way. 
by one or the other or by anyone on the outside looking in, uh, which was represented by Bucky, who, you know, one of the great things about maybe I'm skipping ahead about that sort of final moment is the way it's shot in, in, in frame where you have uh, these as Sam's giving his his uh, speech, you have this tight frame of um, Bucky and John Walker listening but not saying anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was important because again, not throughout this entire story, Bucky has never once patronized Sam about the way he he felt. Like he gave him his opinion about how he felt about about the shield. And there was that start of the patronization, but then Sam set him straight. And then he, from that moment on, he was more listening than he was uh, speaking. Yep. So I thought that was a good um, narrative and visual detail. Yeah, and it, that they follow through on. Yeah, and it was good we because know it was, we, oh wait, sorry, go again. I was gonna say like uh, the the uh, the biggest fiction is the old black man being like, "Yeah, young blood, all right." <laughs> that's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say. Which again, you made my point for me. That's a that's a biased thing on my behalf because my interaction no, with not. older black people no, has not. always been no, it's not. not that. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I saw that. that I was like, actual. I was like, that shit would never happen. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. However, I like that they did do it because it did give uh, a, a glimmer of hope and a different viewpoint. Because, like you said, we're jaded in terms of our experiences or whatever. But, uh, right. but I like you said, I did like that. No, at no time did in the show that Bucky ever treat Sam as a sidekick. They were on equal footing right. the whole time. They were, yeah, and that part yeah, was right. really, really dope because we've all known about the, you know, the black sidekick trope for Marvel films and like through literally yeah. all their films. So I like that this one literally is like they're on equal footing and there's never a moment where like one was a sidekick and one wasn't. They're both on the same level achieving a, a certain type of goal. And then the only time they even talked about sidekick is when John Walker made that mistake of saying, you know, yo, I need, I need to have Cap Wingman. He's like, see? <laughs> Yeah, now you, now you played yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah, which he already had his own, like, you know, that was interesting to have uh, that start there. As yeah. I, I kept thinking, like, man, so on the one hand, on the one side, you break away from the trope. And then on the other side, you clearly, you clearly have the trope yep. right here. But I think it was, I think if it were more tongue-in-cheek, you would have saw it immediately but i think those two characters were presented as serious and you you didn't want to look at battlestar as that sidekick but you couldn't help but see it because yeah. it was obviously yeah. it was like, obviously there 100 um, i don't know if the writers intended it to be telling a cheek because they were just positioning those two versus sam and uh and um and um bucky but it does come off as a little. That's why his death scene was more humorous to me than it was. Are you, are you, laughing, are you laughing at the demise of a black man on that's film? Work, you know, come on. Uh, yeah. Only this particular one. <laughs> Just be, only. Hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. Black on hear black crime. Hear me out. Well, black on black crime thought. <laughs> Let's don't. I. That's libel. I don't. I listen. <laughs> I I said okay, this particular guy because of the way his character was presented when it happened. Yeah, it was sad. It was tragic, right? But it was a little bit 
humorous because again, he was there specifically for that. Yes, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like he was there, he was there to be the, the the sidekick that died that turned Walker and put him over the edge. Now speaking right. of speaking of Walker, I thought they did Walker pretty well in how they portrayed him from him getting there to him getting the shield to him kind of like uh kind of running with it and actually kind of being a solid ish cap filling to the point mm-hmm. where he started to feel inadequate like when he got his ass whooped by the wakandas when he got his ass whooped yeah. by carly when he got his ass whipped, like once he started to get his ass whooped every single time and then starting to really see that the levels of differences between him and everyone around him and then that, i like yeah. that 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 was yeah. a good motivation for him to take the serum and it made sense and then the only yeah. who John Walker's ass is Isaiah Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I would say, exactly. like, you know, as Walker was getting his ass whipped by everybody, like when he got his ass whipped by the Wakandans, that was like hilarious because he was just like, they don't, they don't even have the serum. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And he was like shell shocked. Like he was in legit, like, I need to be hospitalized shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, go figure. Warriors kicked your ass, man. Like, go figure. Bad. And but, so I, I think that the the thing I didn't like about it was, you know, Walker, as he started to, you know, kind of turn that heel of him now, he's like, uh, he's more the villain. I deserve this as opposed to I was given this as a, as a, a position or a gift. And then, you yeah. know, of course, you know, Black Sidekick dies, sends him over the edge. But as D'Angelo, you took, you pointed out too, is like the uh, the redemption for the mediocre white dude was a lot was was very mediocre white dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was swift. It was swift and it was quick and it was and everything before never happened. So, so so yeah, I mean that was that was um one of the drawbacks of that arc is that you know he goes from you know he murders someone uh, you know he on camera uh, on camera he he put a stain literally and figuratively of blood on the shield. And, you know, so that, that should have been a little bit, I get it. They wanted to get him where they got him. I get that, but there should have been a little bit less. Cause then you, and this goes to something else that, you know, I kind of pointed out about their villain problem, their new villain problem. <laughs> it went mm-hmm. from being, being too many white guys in the suit to now they're just going on and on with this sort of tragic villain or the villain of a noble noble cause. Um, and then they kill these villains. <laughs> and we, you you relate to them and you you identify a little bit with what with some of their motivations. Um, Carly, I thought, probably should have been a little bit more given that redemption opportunity than than John Walker at that moment. You know, obviously you're going to get him there, but I didn't think that that was the time. I thought that was a little bit rushed. Yeah, it was very Star Trek Next Generation ending <laughs> as far as Walker was concerned. Yeah. It, was like, it, was, it was very, it was very, okay, so everything's cool now. Bye. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. you just, you, oh, you just killed that dude. You know what? I understand. He killed your mans. Well, he didn't really He's kill your man. But you know what? But you, you you help save those people. I guess that's a little bit better enough that you're 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 cool now. You're cool. <laughs> it's fun and it's weird because there were consequences, right? But it's like the consequences were negated because you know he went and got his trash lid 
out of the, oh, out of the, the backyard, the, the shield. made a shield. <laughs> he hammered out. He, he was able to blowtorch the shield together, and you know, pop back up like everything was cool. Oh, man. I did enjoy the scene where all of them were smashing that shield. <laughs> like everybody got a chance to smash the shield a bit, and and that was great. And he realized that. Oh man, I am exactly who they say I am. Uh, <laughs> Even exactly. with the serum. <laughs> but I think and I think if there was a weakness, it was that and there were two things that that, that jumped out at me as weaknesses in the plot. It was that and uh, uh Walker's like mass like swift redemption mark and oh. Val. I feel like Val should have had a little bit more as much as they try to keep it subtle yeah. and we don't know who we're not supposed to know who she is, even though we kind of, if you read comic books, you kind of get the impression that well, they leave oh, oh, impression. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was yeah. great in the two scenes that she was in, or three scenes yeah. she was in. Yeah. But they didn't really give you, in in my opinion, enough to sort of tether her to anything. Yeah, and that's no, I realized yeah, that's was true. intentional, but true. you know, like yeah, you got to give a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the thing where it's like they could have they could have snuck in a Hail Hydra or like a some some small little yeah. nudge just to give the non comic book fans an understanding of why her character was there. So like, and for the non comic book fans who are listening, <laughs> yeah. hi, yeah. can you guys can. hear me? You're good. What up, man? Okay, so uh, sorry I'm late, but uh, I wanted to chime in on the uh, John Walker fire away real quick. Um, yeah, it was a little bit rushed, but one of the, the underlying themes that I was kind of thinking about was how hard it was to be Captain America. There's a lot of uh, symbolism being a white mm-hmm. Captain America and the onus that falls upon you holding that mm-hmm. tradition. Um, and then you had a guy who went from sympathetic character, John Walker, to uh, hated uh, I don't want to say pure villain, anti-villain, or I don't, I'm not sure. Anti- anti-hero. What's the word? Yeah, anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-hero, yeah. yeah, not anti-villain. Anti-hero, excuse me. So <clears throat> what we, what the the show gives us a glimpse of in a small rush scene is how hard it is to carry the mantle of that right. person, of that hero. Um, and he went through something that everybody would go through. If you saw a loved one get killed in the heat of action, blind rage so it's empathetic to see why he did what he did but he was wrong because he has to uphold the image of the red white and blue and it's the same thing which is weird it was weird i'm gonna go a little bit further back uh about the first black captain Mm -hmm. america isaiah bradley and how falcon who getting shitted on he's gotten pulled over by the cops he's got no money can't get a loan and then he embraces all of a sudden the red, white, and blue. I was kind of thrown mm. off by that. Like, so you know what I'm saying? Because I felt like these themes were kind of forced upon us in mm. six episodes. I get it. You know, you're trying to be current and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, so I kind of just looked at it and it was like, dude, they show how crappy it is to be not only a black man, but a black known superhero. And that's all they look at you for. It's kind of like a shut up and mm. dribble type of deal. But at the same time, they want you to represent this ideal of freedom, yeah. justice, equality. And I could not rock with that in good faith uh, from his from um, Falcon's mm-hmm. arc. And But I was understanding the John Walker mm-hmm. arc of trying to carry that heavy load because he had to be perfect. 
No one can be perfect. Only one Captain America was, and he wasn't yeah. even always perfect. He had to come to grips with himself in an, uh, another yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, when he had mm-hmm. to break the contract, the the most American, I mean, excuse me, Amer- American dude broke the iconic rule. He was like, I don't feel like I want to be forced in this registration. That guy, right. of all people, yeah. broke the rule. So he wasn't even perfect, and he's flawed. So I thought that was just the interesting dynamic between the Black Falcon who transitions to Captain America, uh, which I still feel like is weird, and then um, the John Walker arc. I thought those were really interesting comparisons and contrasts. Yeah, and I think that um, we were saying before, too, is like the thing about Falcon was, you know, Isaiah Bradley and and Sam Wilson represent the two schools of thoughts for Black America, right? So you had the, you know, know, white people have been doing me dirty even after I did all the shit for them. Fuck them. Then you have the, well, I'm hoping for a better future for people. And da, 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 da. You know, he's in the army. He's in the, he's doing, in, he's doing his uh, due diligence. And he's all that. So I thought that, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, is just like showing both of those uh, together actually made it work. Because I think, you know, you had Sam who actually still has the idealism about what America could be. And there's a, a huge swath of African-Americans that think like that. And then you have the Isaiah Bradley's like, fuck them. <laughs> He's like, I did mad shit for them, and I got nothing for it. <laughs> well, I think also you have to you have to sort of factor in both men were in the military, both men to a degree to 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 lesser or greater degrees believed in the cause that they were fighting for at different times. Granted, um, but they're both they both believe in in the military and what the, and what it provided for them and the structure and you know just talking to <clears throat> having several mi- friends that are in the military it runs it same deal it runs the gamut you have uh the sam wilsons who believe in the system and you know yeah things are messed up for black people but you know we're still in the greatest country in the world kind of a deal and then you have the isaiah bradley's who have seen the reality the harsh realities of what america was built on and how we were treated in the back in those times you come home from a war you fought for the country you know you put your life and and limit risk and then you get home and you know jim crow (laughs) you know what i mean you know or or you know or or like the brother who just got pulled over the other day and, and, and and uh i forget where where he was but he's in he's in uniform and you pulled him over for an air freshener dangling in his you know off of his off of his rear view mirror like you know, it, it it's pretty pervasive, and and like you said, I think you put it perfectly, Cam. It runs the 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 mentality runs the gamut, and none of them are wrong. You know what I mean? But it, but I think that's that's something they glossed over in the show. To Cam's point, uh, you know, I think they could have they could have reinforced that. You know, what like again, my me and D'Angelo's favorite phrase, one line of dialogue could have could have uh, could have hit home. The whole, yo, you know, I, I I realize that things are messed up, but I still believe in in this country and yada yada yada, and that would have been, you know, that would have that would have set home for for Cam and people and other people who may have noticed the the sort of rush, like you know, the the rush disconnect between black men in America, racist things are going on, I'm being treated poorly, and here I am still embracing the moniker of Captain America. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out when uh, Sam Wilson just was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be embrace this. I mean, like that whole ideal after all he's went through 
after what he seen with Isaiah Bradley and all that emotion to all of a sudden flip a switch. I just felt six episodes. I mean, like again, these themes. I get what Marvel's trying to do, and Marvel over time during the comics always makes it a poignant uh, example of showing real world problems mm-hmm. within their comics. And I always felt that was always a cool thing. You know, we always had the Mal- Malcolm and Martin thing between Professor X and Magneto. But I just felt six episodes was really rushed to pack all what we understand has been going on for a while. Uh, like being pulled over, harassed. What it's like to be a black man in America when you're considered a hero and they protect you're fighting for this ideal. But when you come back home, you look at it as trash. You know, we can't get the loan. That, that's a lot of things to be packaged yeah, in six episodes for us to, to, yeah, to dissect. I, I absolutely agree with that. The See, the a bigger thing is that I think Marvel is trying to play catch up with this conversation on race. And they are doing an okay job because they have really skilled filmmakers and storytellers. Um, but when you pack all that in after having ignored race in your world for 15, uh, 10, 12 years now, um, you overcompensate, you (laughs) overcompensate a little bit. Um, Sam's racial identity. And obviously he's only recently come more into the forefront in terms of a, a character, but there's never been any racial politics to speak of at all with any of the, with anything in, in Marvel. Um, so to now speak on it and, and to also ignore certain aspects of things that have already been established. I mean, the, the Wakandan uh, <laughs> connection, you know, that T'Challa set up, did that just disappear? You know, um, was there, there no uh, uh, Wakanda didn't, you know, there, is there no, like no resource camps or anything that they, that they established or, or any kind of connections between the, the, the two, between Wakanda and African-Americans? I thought that's where they were going, but um, I think it's just their aesthetic is not built naturally to have the conversation of, of, of race because at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't deal with the real world stakes that racial conversation uh, calls for. Yeah, I would have been okay with Isaiah Bradley arc, and that would have just been a glimpse of, oh yeah, we're still black yeah. in America. Yeah. It still happens. I, I I didn't need the the other nuances that remind. Yeah, of course, like and and I think that's, that's the thing that's that you know they like they went blackity black black, and so they you know I think yeah. they did a they did a decent enough job to fit in that aspect of it with the overall narrative of what they were kind of going for. And so yeah. the fact that they added Isaiah Bradley at all completely shocked me. Like I was really yes. surprised they even like went even went there, honestly, um, which I thought was actually pretty smart. Um, but I think also to, you know, to again, that aspect that you were talking about before, like, you know, as they started to establish with T'Challa, like, you know, uh, you know, Sam, <laughs> Sam Wilson don't have multiple streams of income. He, he, he don't got uh, he don't got roadie on speed dial. Like, yo, bro, can I get, right, a, right, can I get right. a couple G's from Tony? Uh, yo, right, he can't hit T'Challa. Yeah, he can't up. call Pepper. He, he can't hit a Pepper and be like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, you know." <laughs> yeah, on a less serious note, what the hell? Like, no, you're right. Pepper right. got all the Pepper got all the money. She, yep. she she got all her and Morgan. Mm-hmm. They did them because yeah. they heard in the in the comics though. Like, you know, it, it's it's kind of a like 
they've talked about like the you know the Avengers Tower. Everyone has a room, so you always have a place to stay. Uh, Tony put, like set up stipends for all the Avengers and all that kind of stuff. So that's why when I when uh, Sam was getting rejected for that loan, I was just like, okay, first of all, it's just hilarious because it's very true. But then second of all, it's like, yo, this dude saved the world a couple of times. Like, this nigga can't get a loan <laughs> off a of GP. Like on GP. <laughs> Yeah, cause I'm 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 looking at it like, bruh, like what what like why are they broke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't fix a boat. <laughs> I just didn't understand it. Yeah, I just didn't get that. I was like, wait. I mean, I guess like, when he disappeared, somebody's cleaned out his bank account, and when he came back, you know, you know no hey, military pension. Just, you know what? The, None of it. The Avengers. The Avengers remind me of the NCAA. Wow. The education, but you don't get paid. Wow. Yeah. Ah, yeah. But free meal, free board. We give you education, but shout out to Carl. Shout out to Carl Lumley who played uh, who played Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He been nailed. nailed Yeah. And I love the bit where they were like, "Yeah, you know that bar and what you call it, where where you know you left with like a missing arm." Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Little a little homage to yeah. a, a, a reference to yeah exactly so fight, I think I, you know? like and the fact that he and the fact that he wasn't no punk yeah hundred <laughs> percent yeah exactly and I, I liked I like like just the addition of Isaiah Bradley just in general was cool because it didn't expanded the mythos of the super uh, soldier program it also added mm-hmm. in because and I think it to me that's a little nod that could easily open the door for um, inclusions like blue marvel and like those type of characters that you right. like, that now like there's a there's a thing oh so there's a secret super soldier that was black that no one knew about yeah there was a secret freaking superman's guy that no one knew about until this and that so i think yeah. those little Which additions is actually the story yeah and and so those little inclusions it, it opens those doors for that aspect of it yeah can I, can I fast forward to the ending? Were, were we trying to invite the White Wolf to the cookout or something? Uh, he actually did get invited to the cookout. Yeah, that, was, that was so weak. Like, I was like, really? <laughs> Is that what this whole season was about? Making sure he was like... Was it, like, like he was in Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. He was in Wakanda. How more included can They gave him an arm. No, no. <laughs> they helped him out with his, his uh, PTSD. <laughs> Nah, now he's got to get yeah. American cool. Like, now he's got to, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because yeah, he, I mean, he had the the one day the got weirded out with the the Asian sushi, uh, yeah, 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 waitress, cut out, and then all of a sudden he was flirting with Sam's sister. I was like, what are we like? What's good? What's yeah, that, that was what is, a little odd too, as well with him. Uh, are we gonna have a white, no. a hot white you know boy I mean? summer? Like, I, I that was funny. Damn, like, Bucky, <laughs> hey, Bucky. I know that shit was funny. <laughs> but I, but it was a great use of uh, Anthony Mackie's uh, smirk that he always has. Like it was a perfect use of that. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm Tupac, y'all. <laughs> wow! Wow! wow. We will not speak of wow. that ever. <laughs> not, not, not for the black Captain America now. He's, he's grown. He's grown. But yeah, I think um, now the one thing we didn't spill on was uh, the handling of uh, Zemo in this show. And I thought out of all the villains in Marvel for all the, all the movies and everything else, this, it was, it was fun. It was cool. Like it was a good use of a villain. Like, he didn't get killmongered. Yeah. He, he wasn't like a knockoff of like one of the main characters. It was actually like a villain that has his own motivations. You know, he was, he did things that was in service of what he wanted to do 
And then if it mm-hmm. helped the heroes, cool. But then once it stopped helping the heroes, yeah. it, then cool too. He kept doing his thing. So I liked it the way they used him. And and also he was just freaking hilarious, like the whole like whole time. Yeah. Like he was yeah. great. Yeah. Wait, did he know if his eventual capture or like, and he was just rocking with it till the wheels fall off? Or he nah, was, I think, I he, think was he was like, just prepared. Yeah, he was prepared yeah. for all of it. You know? Yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, because Adora Milaje, yeah, exactly. yeah. like, he ain't no dummy. He ain't like yeah, I, yeah. if he was out yeah, in the wild, like, he would have murdered him on sight. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like he he knew that they there was no way around that besides them, you know, him surrendering. But he also knew that he wasn't gonna not finish <laughs> finish off those uh, the the super soldier. Yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, yeah but I think that's he good tried. because he showed one he had a very clear goal. And then yeah. these two could help him with that goal. So he was like, all right, I'll rock with you until you guys no longer suit my needs. And then when the Dory Minaji showed up, he's like, damn it. <laughs> I gotta go. Yep. Oh, look at the time. Yep. He's... <laughs> I, I, I think the one, I think he was maybe the most consistent as far as character, but I think everybody had like a, a change. Even the, the, the other villain, the female terrorist, she went from a noble cause to being like the cause, Insane. like she was doing things that were <laughs> yeah, insane yeah. against the cause. Everybody had like yeah. a change yeah. in a way, like their that's, perspective that's a good point. Maybe, I mean, I don't know about uh, Zemo. Zemo was, Zemo was no, Zemo always Zemo. Zemo. But he was also a very yeah. good reflexive character in that because he was so, and basically a reflexive character in storytelling is, is basically when you, you have a character who's there, um, not necessarily the antagonist or the protagonist but they sort of is the voice of the you know you shouldn't do that or or the wisdom of the of the of the script or the the story yeah. pragmatic, pragmatic exactly exactly and so like he was, and he was the one that was like yo man in the day you have to kill carly just what it is you're gonna have to kill you know, her yeah let like, me know now like yeah she's too far gone yep. like he's, he's he said that He's like, like you do too... it i do it he do it one of us yeah. need to do it because at the end of the day you know we can't allow them she's to... not gonna stop until exactly yeah I guess you could say he was a realist because the ideals of the heroes. Like, I could save her and exactly. exactly. He's the realist. Exactly. And I think yeah. Zemo was like, "Nah, you got to offer." Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what made the the group dynamic good because Sam was the hopeful one. You know, Zemo was the realist, and then Bucky's the reformer, where he's been down this road before and he's trying not to do the exact same thing that he did before. So I thought that yeah. was dope. Um, I think yeah. Bucky tragically understood, and you could see it that Sam wasn't going to win both of those fights. He wasn't going right. to reform. He wasn't going to get a chance to save Carly and stop her from doing what she was doing. And and yeah. he obviously because it's his friend, he did. He went along with him to to you know maybe he would be right. Mm-hmm. But Zemo knew, like Zemo, there was nothing like he knew it. she wasn't going to stop. You were either going to have to kill her or you're going to fail. To, to stop her from carrying out her mission. And I think Zemo living, <laughs> unlike most of the villains, I think Zemo oh, God. And, and landing in jail is probably, I mean, it's a prelude to, to more things to come from him, obviously. Yeah. But he also, uh, Daniel, what was his name? The, the actor who played him, Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl, yeah. played He played Zemo perfectly. Uh, yeah. I, I would have I w- I loved to see a little bit more Machiavellian from him because Zemo is usually like ten steps ahead on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they which, were light you know, on that, which is possible yeah. that he that he was like, yeah, getting captured was part of my plan. It's cool. Yeah, but I, and I also like the tether back to Sokovia. 
And yeah, yep. yeah. that was a nice yeah. touch. Yeah, nice touch. And then even at the yeah. end, when um the last of the super soldiers got killed, you know, it was his butler or his dude that was flying the plane that was the one that put that. Yeah. that. Yeah. So it showed that that you know at the end of the day, Zemo got to uh get accomplish his mission, and that's why he was so and so calm at the end and in jail. Like, oh, okay, that cool. Yeah, that's what it was. It was yeah. like it was his butler. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he still yeah. has resources in the world. Yep. Let's not right. forget that. That because he's a he's yep. a yeah he's exactly. A baron. Let's not forget he's a baron. So <laughs> you know he may be in he and I think that that was a nice touch for Marvel. You have a villain who exists in the world who still has a reach in the world. You can always pull him well, and use him really well. Right. Well, it's funny because when they found out, they was like, "Man, we broke." <laughs> And he a bear. Exactly. Like, that was like, what are we good, doing wrong? Exactly. Exactly. He's like, like, you got money? They was like, yeah. yeah. Aaron, don't well, I said, one of my cars. Like, yeah. One of your cars? What? Who, is, who is you? Yo, that, was, that, that was a good, and it was the same with, um, uh, when they had when an introduction to Val, when she's like, "Yeah, it looks like uh, Zemo got his way," or maybe it was me, or maybe it was him. I don't know, but maybe it was me. Maybe it was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she played that to a man. She's perfect for that. Dude, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Great, and I, I think again, I, they should have fleshed the character out. More, yeah, man. Like, I agree. I think if they right, did a little just, bit of a Hydra or some of a snake or just like a, yeah. just a little, just one little nugget to give the non comic book audience understanding of who she is and who she is and why she's there. Yeah. yeah. So for for the people who are listening that don't know who Val was, basically she's Madame Hydra, which is one of the many trillions of leaders that they've had over time, but one of the bigger ones in modern day in modern day comics. And she seems to never die, despite yeah. being killed several times. <laughs> yeah. So she's a yeah. and and you know, a great a great villain, a great woman villain, and then just like yeah. a good pro- she's like a good antagonist to a lot of the stuff that Cap and Bucky and Sam Wilson, all of them are doing. And, and she's a good mix of ruthlessness with tactician too. So she has that big long arc of like, I'm planning everything, but also at the same time, she gets her hands dirty and does some silly stuff. So it's a good, like if they do it well, like she could be a very good villain in the MCU without having to be, you know, uh, you know the the anti cap or the anti falcon or the anti right. iron man like he just have just have a villain be a villain you know and julia julia louis Sorry, I who, who, being who cast in that character is a stroke of genius cuz she's going to she's she's absolutely going to kill that when they give her a little bit more meat on the bone yeah oh we're talking about val yeah, yeah. we're talking val. about val yeah. okay yeah um the one thing I can make a note without giving too much away is we just got to remember Shield is always not yeah. always the exactly. good guy. Shield work Shield works for Shield. If yeah, that makes and sense. it totally makes sure. sense. And so she's yeah, so, and then I think that the one good thing I liked about the whole Shield Hydra that whole thing that they let play out was to show that aspect of it where it's like you know everyone that's within the Shield or anything like that it's a it's a mix of good and bad. In terms of how it was, so her, so Val being introduced as a, uh, as the, um, as just kind of just there to help walk her out is a good little introduction. But like from the comic book fans, we're like, oh, that's Madame Hydra. She's OD. But by the other people, they didn't really know that. They just know that she's kind of like you know snarky. She comes in, she helps Walker. She might be good, she might be bad. So I, I like and she's out. Yeah, <laughs> and then she, and then that was it. <laughs> drop in, say some good stuff, and then drop out. But yeah, it was good. I think the the 
that aspect of it. And I think with they start to introduce more villains like her, like Zemo, and keep them around, I think they can add to a good villain list. Because I think Agreed. too many times they just killmonger them every time. Like Carly was like an interesting could-be villain, and then they killmongered her. And they were just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to kill her because, you know, because. <laughs> so I think that, that actually added to a point where, you know, if we can get more like gray, you know, gray area villains. We can get more, you know, non-copycat villains. And if we can get more things like that, then it actually work out. Yeah, agreed. But they got a unique, they have a unique opportunity with, uh, with Val slash Madam Hydra. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then I think that's the part where you can get with, if you do Madam Hydra, then that kickstarts Hydra all over again, but then it also makes yeah. it more fun, so... Is that Dwayne? Look who just entered the building. You can't hear us, Dwayne? I don't know. Oh, we can't hear Dwayne. Dwayne, check to see if you're on mute. Yeah, we'll get him in. Looking good. Um, So then what about the other cameos, like Agent 13's, Adora Milaje? Did you guys think that 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 actually worked as them being entered into the show? Sharon as the power broker was a little weak for me. Um... Just on the Again, nose, felt needed needed to be a little. Is is she referred to as the? the does she turn in the comics? I don't. Um, remember. she I, plays both sides plenty of times, but there's never like she's a bad guy. She she's like a double agent agent. Yeah, double, she's like a Black Widow type, type yeah. person, and so that's kind of like the they. Well, well, Black Widow. There's a clear distinction. She's a good. She's a good bad good guy. Bad good guy. Where, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad good guy. Where Val and uh, uh, Carter, Agent Carter. We don't know what yeah, the hell they're the great. They, they seem more like uh, the um, like, well, not Amanda Waller, but yeah, it's just great, yeah. morally great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the. I think that like the energy, I think adding them in was good, and then also I like I did like that when they when they had Agent Thirteen come in and she was different than what she was before because before she was very Boy Scouty type character and in here you could definitely say oh yeah you guys all were gone i was here five years by myself i just figured this shit out and so like she's a little pardoned not as not as uh idealistic as she used to be right yeah she's got a better sense of the world at this point yeah and i think um but what about uh the dora menage oh that was that was that was about as money as you can make it yeah that was enjoyable well yeah that, that that part was cool, but like even all the little little nods to the bigger world, because this is just a moment. Like the Falcon and Winter Soldier right. is just a moment of them, and you know the Dora Milaje comes back into the fold to remind us that like yeah, it's still on site with Zemo. Remember, we helped you rehabilit- rehabilitate as the White Wolf and whatnot. So like, and then seeing them in action uh, was yeah. cool, you know. You would think Black Panther would be there, but right. for obvious Obviously, reasons, he yeah. was not. Yeah. You guys hear me? Yes, we can. What up, what up? What up, Just into the building. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I think um, that's the one thing. They did a good job of, like, nod, nods to, um, like, the world in general. So it wasn't like, you know, we all knew that they're all in the same world. Like, Rhodey showed up in the first episode on some just like, hey, what's good? You know, blah, blah, blah. That was good. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Zemo going back to Sokovia or whatever to kind of pay his respects. Um, you know, you know, D- 
Dora Milaje kind of reminding uh, Bucky that, like, yo, man, we helped you with your PTSD. <laughs> and yeah. They, they yep. referenced the blip, yep. you know. And think, bigger so. and more than anything, reminding Bucky that that dude killed our king. <laughs> so exactly. he, there's yeah. no, yeah. there's no, yeah. like, he's ours. Like, there's yeah. no discussion about it. I like that. I think it was a little oh, weird. You know, that they took you know him what was crazy, rap, though? That was weird. To yes. Taking him back to Wakanda yeah. and imprisoning him. Yeah. 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 But you, you know what was crazy though? It was still on site with Bucky. Bucky still has that. I'm, I'm I am Winter Soldier. Don't forget who oh. I am, because when people saw him, they was like, "Oh, yeah. that was good." Yeah, <laughs> it was like, um, "Damn." Yeah, there was a part too. Um, oh, when um, the Dora Majora came up. Oh, when uh, Walker tried to front on uh, on the Wakandans, and she gave him that look, <laughs> and it was comedy because uh, I had you know a random white friend. He was just like, "Yeah, that part was kind of lame because like it's not really their jurisdiction to be in blah 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 blah." I was like, "Look, dude." They don't pray, pray, <laughs> pray. A black woman never looks at you like that in your entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, she gave him the look at the answer. Oh, yeah. Like, what? She, she took home his own. didn't even bother to take this shit. Yeah. Yeah, she gave him the uh, the Beatrix kiddo. Five fingers of deafness. Oh, uh, yeah. Mama, like, that was crazy. Dude. Yeah, she's like, don't forget, yeah, we exactly. made this. Yeah. I told you, you know, about that. when they started fighting and uh, Bucky and, and Sam were giving them words of encouragement. Hey, man, you're doing all right. <laughs> you're doing a great job, man. You're doing great. You, you know, okay, so what's crazy is that John Walker, like, I guess it would be like peak human ability because he had no super serum, but he was like yeah. peak yeah. physical form. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah Captain yeah. America. Yeah. That's crazy because. To even go against super soldiers, you would think you would have got his oh, yeah. jaw broken. Oh, for sure. Cause I was thinking the same thing because he held his own against Bucky, and I'm just like, well, he's a decorated soldier, so the super serum only gave yeah. him, you know what I mean, like more power. Well, right. He's probably really nice with the hand. You got to also factor in that Bucky is not really trying to kill people like he was before, so he's not going all out. Oh, like yeah. He used to. Yeah. So like, but the super soldiers were, and they killed, they killed his partner. And I know Captain America took some punches. I'm like, he don't. I mean, I guess he's just that much more athletic than his homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. But in that moment, they were also aiming to kill Cap. Like when she when she threw that punch, like she was trying to cave his chest. In. Yeah, yeah. And and um and uh, Battlestar jumped in 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 front of him. You know, the classic the classic, <laughs> the classic superficial black man. Brother. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, they got the class. That's why I said parts of that, you know, I know it's controversial to say, but it made me laugh because you know, just the way it, it played out. Too. I'm joining late, but did everybody like the ending, how they wrapped it up? Um no, I didn't mind. It felt a little it felt more Rocky Four to me. With like um, everything that's yeah. going on in the world, you know, when Rocky ended the Cold War in Russia, <laughs> they were in this whole racial tension in America. I'm looking at it like, all right, yeah, I see what they're trying to do, but uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was, it, it, it was a little heavy on the cheese, and I think, but what what we were trying to say was the part where um, Isaiah Bradley was kind of like, all right, look, you know. I don't really agree with you, but I'm gonna let you rock. And I think right. that that little part at the end was at least okay. Cool. We have two separate uh, viewpoints of Black America, where one's a little bit yeah. more hopeful, one's like fuck white people. But all right, I see what you're trying to do. And then it, but it kind of so I think they stuck the landing in general for the whole series. They you know they add a little cheese and all that, but in general, like you're right. Like and, and plus, uh, D'Angelo brought it up too. He was kind of like you're not going to be able to get the mantle of Captain America without having a speech about, you know, 
unity and moralizing yeah and like hey you know let's, let's all come together and help the little peoples and then blah 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 yeah like you're not you ain't just gonna get the shield and be like all right guys see you guys later that was cool <laughs> that was just weird to me like especially if marvel's trying to be current to have the image of a black guy stand up for yeah. those colors you know I mean, in reality we ain't really rocking like i mean there's right some now. people not all of us not yeah, all of us all of us yeah but that's my point about marvel people. being a look good good d but so no let me, yeah. let me finish with this real quick the, the the lead up to that was that oh we had a secret captain black captain america i'm pissed i'm getting pulled over i'm pissed i'm pissed i'm pissed i'm pissed to so all of a sudden you know what i'm pro everything you like i was like what but like, again, that's, that's what... the juxtaposition and he always <laughs> was that i don't think they did a good job yeah. of fleshing that out fully but he was always yeah. that guy fair you know what i mean they just needed to they just needed to you know one again, me and D'Angelo say this all the time. One line of dialogue, yo, you know, there are racist people out there, but this is still a great country. Boom, done. And you get what you you get what you you get the character development of he's still a true believer, even though he sees all these hectic things happening uh to black people in America. Because there yeah. are people who are like that. Yeah. And to be fair, he did yeah. give a line where he says, um, I think it I'm paraphrasing, he's like uh Oh, you know, too many people fought and died, and and we built this country. I think that was the line. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we we should not be uh, giving up what is rightfully ours as well um, under no circumstances. So I, I got it. I understood where they were trying to go. Like everybody is saying here, I do think it was rushed, and I do don't think that Marvel is quite ready for that monumental conversation about race because their their world the aesthetic of their world is not built to have that conversation yeah. because again you have to deal with some real stakes there and yeah. when you when you pull it back like like what like cam pointed out you have all this succession and building of things and then all of a sudden sam is like you know despite all of that i'm still going to represent this uh system this entity that is clearly designed not for me and people like me. So yeah, Marvel's got some work to do when it comes to like really trying to have this conversation. I think that's what we're seeing. And they tried to get it in six episodes and it worked a little, but it didn't work overall. Yeah. And I think the, like there's a good, um, one of the comics, I think it actually is in um, the Falcon book, but it was like all the black uh, characters get together and they're like, just like uh, for a funeral. But it was like mm-hmm. eight of them. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, Damn. Was that for Goliath's funeral? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was for like Goliath yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And it was like Luke Cage, Misty Knight, T'Challa, uh, mm-hmm. Storm, Falcon. Like, <laughs> and it was like legit, like eight. Like, oh, word? That's, that's it? This is us? <laughs> Damn. And then, like, and yo, then we... to kill off one of those characters in, in the next Civil War was just like, ah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, oh, Rhodey was there too. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I think you're right. I think. The, I was surprised at how black the black black it, the show was, and and <laughs> that helped a little bit in terms of like okay this actually they, I see what you guys are trying to do cool and then and I think they're actually I think they're more successful in it than say like a Luke Cage where like Luke Cage is oh, black and black yeah. black but then it was corny like yeah, they, the corn was so heavy that you're like yo does Luke Cage need to be dabbing in the middle of the fucking heart like what the fuck is going on here like. I think I think that, that was, was the beginning of the actor. Yeah, you're right. It I was think the, the actor was yeah. yeah, like 
he he added that extra cheese. Yeah, that extra Luke, cheese. I agree. Luke Cage <laughs> on Netflix was that uh, was that character in Black Dynamite at the beginning. His boy that dies, like I am a black character. <laughs> I'm from the streets. I am not stereotypical. Like he his. his his delivery in every on every episode in both seasons was yeah. ep- was exactly like that guy. Yeah. Uh, yep. You jive turkeys. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, jive exactly. turkeys. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, the Anthony, what is it? Anthony uh, Anderson in Malibu's Most Wanted and Tay Diggs, where they yeah. were like, <laughs> like yeah. the, tough, the tough hood dudes, yep. but they were like really yeah. these buttoned up like brothers who like, <laughs> Highly educated, articulate, all oh, those things. <laughs> That's to be good. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but I think um, for yeah, for I think for having six episodes and telling a complete story in a slice of the overall world, I thought they did a good yeah. job, and I think that part yeah, was I good. And like, kind of like what Cam was saying, it was like they made sure that it wasn't in a silo, so you reference things that was happening a little bit like that. So then those mm-hmm. those aspects that you can kind of get to where it's like, oh, cool, we're we're experiencing a story in a slice of the MCU. And this is, mm-hmm. this yes. is you know, it's not it's not a wizard. It's not freaking some a space person. It's actually like real regular people. This is what happened. And I thought the, yeah. the, the way they treated, like I said, the blip and all that was actually pretty cool to kind of show the consequences of a lot of that. And like um, yeah. WandaVision did a great job of doing that too, of showing like, yo, this is what happened to all the people that didn't, that didn't, you know, uh, cause they could probably do a whole show right. on that five years of the people that didn't yeah. freaking, you know, get disappeared, you know, and that'd be and a I whole mean, merit, merit badges, merit badges for the attempt at least to touch on the plight of the black man in America. Like it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect and rarely is it ever going to be. Um, but you know, credit where credit is due, they at least made the attempt, and that is what we're asking for. Like, I keep because eventually, and 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 I don't mean to say you know, give them a participation trophy, uh, for for (laughs) for the for the spots where they missed, but you know, I, I think this is the beginning, at least, this is the beginning of uh, of trying to include these things in a more organic fashion. Yeah, it felt more genuine than honestly. A lot of these things often come off, uh, yes. you know, like yes. the the when they announce, and this is a little bit off of it, but then they announce, and we got Captain Marvel. It came at a time where it was more about Marvel trying to show that they were gonna, that they were committed to doing films with super with female leads and. As a result, we didn't get the best Captain Marvel movie we could have possibly gotten. What do you got? Cam, Cam oh loves that movie. Cam Cam loves we got something. We got something of the sort of like uh, a preview of nah, Endgame Cam with Captain Marvel. Don't, don't laugh at me. <laughs> but I know, I know how Cam, how much Cam loves Captain Marvel. It's his so, favorite you know. Marvel movie of all time. <laughs> But yeah, I think for, it felt more genuine than what? that. For, for, for context, I actually did try to rewatch it. I got through seven minutes and 30 seconds, and I couldn't do it. Just, I had to stop. I just I tapped out. I tried, man. I tried. I just, you know, I couldn't do it. No, you're right, though. One minute a day. Yeah, but you're so, right. So one, so one thing I wanted to mention is that what this whole, like, mini Marvel universe, it feels like the Animatrix mini stories. That's gonna We're, we're just, this is sure. the in-between mm, sure. period, you know? And we're just finding out. The cool thing I like about this is that they talk about the emotional distress that the blip and all this has happened on 
the some of the heroes, the yeah. minor characters, like with Sam's sister. She was like, you were gone. We had to deal with financial stuff. So it's just not like all hunky-dory. I'm off to play yeah. heroes and, yep. and it's aliens and stuff. But, you know, by doing that, there's a cause and effect on your close loved ones. And I think that part of it is really cool where they talk about the little nuances of like five years people disappeared life right, still right, goes on right and it's still tough i i think that part mm-hmm. was pretty cool and i mean a light reference to that from hearing from each of those characters they tell like wandavision she was going through it because yeah. she lost a yeah. loved one right and you know and, what I'm and and it that was cool that told. like you said um like say for instance for rombo monica rombo's character like her mom started that program that you know she was about to be an integral part of it like they were like Mm -hmm. getting started and then the blip happens and then she comes back and she's thinking everything is just like five seconds ago it's five years past mom's past they're the world's in a different state so it was interesting to see how the the rest of the world kind of you had to see how the world got reacted to those five years where before we didn't really get that in the movies and so i think the the one thing i liked about the both both series did is kind of fill in those gaps and then kind of show the you know on the ground level of the marvel universe when it's not in space when it's not with aliens and you know mad titans and all this craziness and so it gave a good human aspect of it into it and like i think the things that WandaVision and um, Winter Soldier did good was to show those aspects of it. And also, too, like, you know, they had fun with it to the point where, like, you know, there's a lot of good tongue-in-cheek moments, a lot of good callbacks. Yeah. So it's like, if you're if you're a Marvel um, an MCU fan that's been rocking with them since Iron Man 1, you were, like, mostly rewarded through the whole series. Yeah, you got series. your ear oh, below. You got absolutely. your ear and eye It always pays off for Marvel. Mm. Yeah, which is good. And I think the shows, like you guys are saying it, it's bridging the gaps, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain things you can't really expand on, and having these shows, you get the, we get, we got to see more of the Falcon, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. get to see more of his character. Met his sister, mm-hmm. met a few different characters. So, yeah. it only just makes the movies better in the long yeah. run. And then, and, and it was good because you know you got um, the for me, I think for the series, <clears throat> I was like, if they could capture literally the the chemistry moment in Civil War where Falcon and and Bucky were like uh, smiling when Cap finally oh, kissed uh, Agent Carter. Like yeah. if they captured that, that was like a what a, a thirty second moment. If they captured that, even moment, when when they were fighting Spider Man, they was like, "Yo, don't tell anybody about." Yep, this. exactly. Like <laughs> when they both got yep. fucked up, and like yeah. so, in my mind is like, as long as they could capture that chemistry through a whole show, then they yeah. were winning, and the that's pretty much what they did. The place, and that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. like the chemistry between them was perfect. I like that part was really good. It was really funny. The one thing that someone else brought up um, was like, so. In this world, is Cap dead? Like he can't be contacted. You can't talk to him because he's the way on the moon. <laughs> the way that's they, weird too. Yeah, yeah, the way they talked about him, it was almost like he was inaccessible. Like there's you can't yeah. go. You can't go to old Cap. You're like, he's yo, man, man yeah. how, how am I supposed to do this? Like it's like, like he's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, but they never. It's always ambiguous. It's never or or they joke about it like, oh, Steve's gone. Oh, he's on the moon. Like, but they never confirm what we saw, which is he was an old man and maybe he's gone and living somewhere alone they, or something. They turned him into Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like in, in Spider-Man coming home, we have a definitive answer. Yep. Tony Stark. Right. right. Exactly. Memorials. Whereas with Captain America, if we watch the movies, we know he's he, old. he just lived his yeah. life. Right. He's, he's just old. old. Unless you know, in between that time yeah. he passed away from old age, but that's not like... Yeah just stated oh cap died from old age a few yeah. years after we were you know after 
we beat Thanos or something yeah. like that. Trust me, Dude, Marvel knows movie. what they're doing. Yo, there's gonna be a moment yeah, he's, a he's gonna super, show up in some crazy yeah. battle. Yeah, of course. Remember, he's a yeah. super yeah. soldier. Even though I pop at the screen, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah. he, he can live as long Basically. as a biblical well, character. True. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, because so was Isaiah Bradley? How old? Was, was, yeah, was he wearing like uh, prosthetics? Yes. Was, yeah. 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 All right, because yeah. I'm like, he looks yeah. older than he's I feel not, like he is. Yeah. Yeah. they definitely gave him like they made him look, but but I thought that was good because. Again, so then Isaiah Bradley would be like in his eighties or nineties, technically. Right. Ooh, maybe, yeah, right? maybe older. Yeah. Like I think he was meant supposed to be literally about the same age as, as Cap and uh, and Bucky. Well, Bucky, because Bucky's over hundred. Both over hundred. Yeah, they both over hundred. So yeah. Oh, that's to your point. Like they mm-hmm. obviously have an extreme longevity, longevity exactly. like without <clears throat> barring extreme body harm. Like, but, like old Cap could probably kick uh, John Walker's ass. Oh, yeah. I know, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I, I wouldn't even doubt that for one second. <laughs> even though he looked like he had lost all of his muscle mass in that mm-hmm. last. Scene. I did. So, how old do you guys think Cap was in uh, Endgame when he came back? He just added another. I would say probably fifty years to his probably life. 60. No, he would be the same age. He would be the same age as when he. Uh, so he would be the same age equivalent to like had he, well, had he not gone. He'd be in his life. Had he not been frozen. Yeah, that's right. what I'm. That's what I'm so trying in, to say. In his hundreds, he would like like a hundred. Yeah, so in his hundreds, like yeah. Yeah, 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 like late nineties, yeah. early hundreds. So that's. Yeah. But no, I'm saying when he went back and then came back when he was an old man on the bench. How old was that cap? Right, about because that. Because when him and Bucky because, in Civil War, they're like, yo, we're over 100. Yeah. When they no, he would be that same. same. He would be, a, a, he would be the he same would age. He about 100 some odd years old because he went yeah. back to live that whole life. Roughly the point where he where where he dipped out um, and, and crashed the right and crashed the plane with the Tesseract in the in the Arctic. So then doesn't that add another 60 years to his life? The way that they explain time travel, technically, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, no. At the end, didn't didn't the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, say for us it'll be like a few seconds for him? Oh, he told him take however long you yeah. need. So I, I don't yeah, exactly. Know. I don't really and he it. did. He did take however long. And you also, need. let's remember that time travel sucks. Exactly. <laughs> no, it when don't matter who it is. Weeds, it, yo, yeah. <laughs> that's why I thought in Endgame when they were start talking about time travel, like that conversation was so hilarious because that's oh, literally so how how dumb time what travel. About sounds. Back to the Future. Don't yeah. say that. D'Angelo yeah. loves time travel. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> time travel. Yeah, I mean, it's just there are simple ways to explain it, but you know, the, the best way is to not even try. <laughs> you know, so everybody time. gets it wrong. So now that we have uh, Wandavision, now we just finished up the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now Loki's on the horizon. Are we excited about it? Are we indifferent? Are we kind of like mm, it, it feels like an X X Files vibe? Like it seems like marvel's taking different genres of tv and then just yeah. using the characters so the first one had that kind of nostalgia um uh in terms of that situation this one was a little bit more buddy cop whatever and now loki looks like it might be a little bit more on the weirder side and like supernatural Steve. yeah like strange tale no i'm really excited for loki because um it's a return to what i love in marvel and so far in mcu which is the cosmic stuff um 
I'm really excited about how they expand that part of the world. Like I do like the grounded stuff what we got in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's always good. Um, but I'm really excited about how they expand on the cosmic um, uh, part of the of the mythology. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Loki. Uh, I'm 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 optimistic because Hiddleston kills it every time he's on screen. Like he just soaks up the screen in a really great way. So you know, as much as I'm sketchy on the story, Hiddleston always nails it. So I'm not really concerned overall. Like I think the what I've read about what the um, what the premise and the plot is going to be, I'm like eh, that feels a little so so. But I also I mean, felt, but I also felt that we talk about time travel. Yeah. <laughs> that show's going to be about time travel. Yeah. I mean, I all felt, about time travel. But in yeah, fairness, well, I also it's felt, in space. So in fairness, yeah. I also felt skeptical <laughs> about a Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they nailed it for the most part. So you know, I'm 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 optimistic. They'll they'll probably do well. They'll probably do well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think so. I, I think they're um, the the TV format for a lot of Marvel ideas works probably probably better than their movies, and so now they can kind of really uh, have a lot of fun. And I think that's going to be most interesting because even now with coming up, they got this one. They have Loki, they have Miss Marvel, and they have Hawkeye. 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 Yeah. yeah. And so I think so like. For those types of characters, I think TV format makes sense. Like, do we need a yeah. Hawkeye movie? No, we do not. Nope. <laughs> nope. But a Hawkeye TV show? You know, we don't need a Black Widow movie. We do not need a Black Widow movie. I know, right? But... Well, but that would have worked a lot better as a TV series um, because of Facts. where they are setting that story. Mm-hmm. And again, now that we know that uh, Natasha Romanov is dead in the in the present. It makes it hard to care about yep. whatever's going on in that film. That's the the main reason why with Black Widow, me personally, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know, it gets it got delayed for another several months. Fine, you know. I was gonna whatever. say, <laughs> it, it seems like they feel like they got a hitter on their hands because they keep delaying it. Like, no, 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 no. We gotta leave. We gotta release this in the theater. We gotta release it in the theater. So yeah. probably, I mean, yeah, like they got a, a a maker on their hands. So I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah I think that's. A, I'm I'm curious, and then also with um, Shang Chi, uh, I think that's another one too. Whether Shang Chi. <laughs> oh, this is it. Uh, there's another one, right? Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel's she coming up. Miss Marvel. She, she said that right. She Hulk. She Hulk. That's the one I was talking about. She Hulk. So I mean, and those I, are all Disney Plus shows. Yes, right? all Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. 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 So I, I think I think their TV shows might actually be there. The part where they win over the next year or so over their movies. Um, just purely because I think you said it's a it's a better format to tell some of those narratives. Like I, you know, and I think like I said, like the She Hulk one, if they do it, if they do it on the realm where I think they're going with it, which is a kind of like comedy oh slash God. action, it could be cool. Same thing with Miss um, Marvel; it's going to be all that CW teen type situation. So like they're literally just grabbing genres that they want and then throwing their characters in and just having fun with it. So Rhodey's going to have his own show too. Mm-hmm. Shit, I didn't know that. Who is? So, yeah, uh, Rhodes. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. They're doing armor. Yeah. Doing, oh, wow. He's doing oh, armor yeah, he's doing armor wars. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Doing armor wars. That's right. Yeah. 
which should be it. They started filming this one. Yeah, which should be interesting too. If they keep it to hmm. six episodes and and kind of keep it tight, it could work. I think it could work. Well, yeah. they got it. they have to because they can't afford these dudes. Fact. Yeah, I was gonna say that's, that's another good incentive right. for really them. Is that, why it's so yeah, short. yep. Yeah, exactly. you're not getting them for multiple season arcs without like <laughs> killing the budget. They'll be in like two scenes and then end credits. Nothing. Exactly. Filming all in one day, like exactly. Thirty minutes. Like yeah. It's like no, we don't have no time for no cuts. Nothing. Everything. One take. Everything. Yeah, one camera shot, just one pan. Yep, exactly. And I, and then that, I mean, and that's the other reason why you'll, you'll start to see uh, more characters because it's like, yo, we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get actors on the on the lower to middle team and, and bring them yeah. up. We we made all these people uh, big already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, which they've been good at elevating stars. I'll give them that uh, because a lot of the people who are like top names right now that started off in the MCU, the Scarlett Johansson, the Chris Evans, the the uh, Chris Hemsworth, even Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. getting their second win in their Hollywood uh, yeah. careers as far as box office goes. Definitely. Ed Norton. Norton. The, um, well, the guy, the people, the, Edward Norton. The, people that, the people that they actually made stars that we, you know, we kept liking. You know, he, this guy. You Don't know, hate Ed Norton. Hey man, just stay out of superhero movies. That's all. <laughs> you know, go do movies with Joaquin Phoenix because I think that those wow. two are on the same, wow. uh, under the same imagination when it comes to what to do with a superhero property. <laughs> yeah, nah, you're right on that one. Yeah, you're right though. I think I think I think that's going to be the most interesting too because now they can um, there'll be a new crop of people they can start to bring up and yep. it'll probably cost that cost is, them a lot less. They're bringing back Tim Roth for uh, mm-hmm. the She-Hulk show. Yep. Wow. Yep. Which yeah. uh, which is a good move. He did. He, I thought he was yep. great. I thought he was great. He's probably the highlight of, of, that, of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And what Norton is probably saying, "What about me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nah, it, it's going to be interesting too because like you know, and then and then what's been good is they've been. Like say for instance, the casting for um, uh, She Hulk is the girl from Orphan Black, and like oh she, my gosh. she kills oh, yeah. it. Yo, she kills it. She's been Perry Mason. Everything she's in, she's good. It, yeah. It, so like that's another one where it's like this is a person that's been putting in work that's super dope, and now on a, a scale that other people might not have known her before, they're gonna be like, Who? Yep. She, yeah. she came out of nowhere, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. well deserved payday. Yeah, hundred percent. So nah, man, I think a I think Marvel's uh, future is bright when it comes to the TV shows. The movies, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. But I think I think if they keep this track record that they're going with TV, I think they'll be fine. Well, I think yeah. the TV shows are going to feed the movies in a very specific way. Like it's all set up for whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what I that's a good point. Uh, the, I think the smaller TV world is now going to be in lockstep more than what let's say what Agents of Shield where they were trying to do that, but it just never worked. Um, and now they have an opportunity because clearly WandaVision was making some vague reference to Mephisto and his existence and mm-hmm. the 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 the, uh, the multiverse of madness. Like all of that stuff was being the the re introduction of magic like this magic felt more like arcane and supernatural than it did years ago when it was like oh this isn't really magic it's just different parts of the 
the universe that's being manipulated and it just looks like magic. <laughs> huh? right, right, right. Like, you know, like, so this, you know, and I love that they went back to the Salem witch trials and, and showed that lineage of that supernatural. So the reinvention of the dark hole and all of that stuff, those little things they can do and do it way better to set up for the big epic stuff in the movies. Yeah. And they, and they showed that with WandaVision Falcon with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier with possibly the relaunch of of Hydra. Who knows where what what that's gonna what that's gonna so be? You know that begs the question: Do we want? Well, are they gonna reintroduce Shield, and do we want it back in the MCU? I personally, I my answer, are. I can for my for me, I think it. I feel like the MCU slightly diminished without Shield. Because I felt like it was, it was all, it like it, it offered that extra, that extra layer of of uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It just offered an extra layer to the sh- to the to the whole MCU in a way yeah. that you yeah, know, I feel like next, it doesn't suffer human. without it. It, was, it felt like more of the human side. Yeah, of yeah. Us, you know what I mean? Like we're not mutants, mm-hmm. but we are keeping track of. Yeah, them. exactly. Like, yeah. and I think that they they have an opportunity to kind of bring that back with the uh, sword introduction and Wandavision, yeah. and then um, also with uh, if because I mean they still got you know they got still got Maria Hill on deck. You got you know Sam Jack. Yeah. Sam Jack's like yo, whatever you need me, as long as I'm not dead, I'm there. <laughs> like so it's like <laughs> so like they could easily you know, resurrect it or kind of put do that. So I I, I kind of agree though like having like that shield element added in the human aspect of it because like i think that's the part that made uh falcon the winter soldier kind of good is the human aspect of it kind of just like yeah. got back to that grounding so if they did introduce mm-hmm. shield back in and you know they figure out a way that my man colson hops up again i'm, I'm not even mad <laughs> I, I don't think anybody be mad about nah, that no never but the news that just broke over, well, the rumor that just broke over the weekend that that got me and in, in, in D'Angelo fist fighting over Amelia Clark. Uh, she's uh, she's the rumor is that she's supposed to be cast as Abigail Brand, who is the head of Sword. My man, oh my god, I love that character so much. Yo. That makes me so if, if they if they do that, I'm gonna be so happy, yo. I love that character so much. So That's fine. Similar. You can love the character. Just, you know, <laughs> just, just, just fall back on Amelia. <laughs> fine. Amelia. Yes. Yeah, that's, nice. for, for those who don't know that it, uh, D'Angelo has claimed Amelia Clark as his uh, as his wife, his forever wife. <laughs> they did it dirty in the last season, man. The last uh, two seasons. This is true. This is true. Yeah, and that's a whole conversation of ranting yeah. and, <laughs> and raving. Like, man, yeah. They definitely did we'll it. We'll, we'll have to do a, a Game of Thrones 10 years later show. <laughs> do you guys think we might get a glimpse of uh, Adam Warlock in the Loki series? I feel like he's his name's been thrown out there. I'm like, when right, are we yeah. going to see this guy? You know, I, I wow, think that, that's Guardian, a good point. Between Guardians and Loki... Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. got. We have to see like a, a glimpse of something. Yeah, and in Guardians, mostly don't they have the, the that Christmas special with or Thor whatever? too, right? And, and yeah, yeah, and then yeah, if Thor is gonna. So maybe the yeah, I think you're right. Maybe the Thor. Yeah, maybe the, somewhere between those two. Yeah, you'll. I think Animorphs gonna pop up within those next those three. Like I think because uh, like his he was big in the in, in Infinity uh, uh, War. Yeah, in uh, book because I remember reading that book and he was he was big in that. Um, 
And then also, so I wonder the- what how they're going to use them for M- for the MCU. Yeah, like, would- the the ending of Guardians, they had the egg in there from that gold the gold people, which is basically what right. Adam mm-hmm. Warlock is. So right, you know, I think it would make sense to do throw them in either uh, a Loki a Loki uh, layup or you know in the the next Guardians in that aspect because I think. Um, there's got to be a way to push the cosmic element of um, Marvel because you know you still have the Silver Surfers, you still got you know all that going on, Dude, and like I see the Silver Surfers, yeah. So it's like like there's so much, and, and it's cool because you have the Novas and you have all that. So there's there's such a, a fun like realm, like you know MCU could easily do another twenty movies just on the cosmic aspect of Marvel, right? And you right, know, right, right. And, you know, we don't got to hear about no Captain America, no Iron Man. It's just nothing but cosmic yeah. people. Like that's totally feasible they have stories for it they technically yeah. they got fantastic four yep. and x-men in their back yeah. pocket so, yeah. so they could they could show a little something if they wanted yeah, to exactly yeah. and i think and both um, of those and both of those franchises touch on the cosmic pretty heavy mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and i think that that's where they excel marvel to me is between the difference with marvel and dc that oh, um, God. marvel uh <laughs> night and day <laughs> well i mean i definitely but, movie wise yeah, yeah, yeah. movie wise yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm just saying like the the cosmic aspect of the marvel world in comic and movies is like it's really well done yeah. in terms of how they have everything set up yeah um and and, and just yeah and it works in you know marvel's and that's part of the reason why when Guardians of the Galaxy got introduced to be a movie was interesting to me mm-hmm. because Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic, had gotten reintroduced in um, 2007 or 2008. And then that kind of really rejiggered their whole cosmic aspect of the Marvel's egg. Mm-hmm. And so you got to see the different types of stuff. You started to, uh, you know, they brought in different types of gods and the this and that. And so it was really cool because, you know, they started to, because like there's a good point, especially in the 80s, where they had a lot of cosmic stuff to be on oh, yeah. there and like, Galactus, Epoch, like Nova, like all that stuff. So it was really, really fun. And so that's a, a part that if you introduce that into the MCU, that could be a really fun non-Cap, non-Iron Man thing that could like really. And then you know, then we get black people in space because you know black people like space too. <laughs> I think. Exactly. I think uh, as much as he's persona non grata these days, I think if you do, if you were to introduce the X Men and somehow pivot to the Whedon run on X Men yep. as like yep. your your basis for. Oh, for man. the introduction, yep, yep. Yeah. so good, yeah. so so so. Good. That's why it's it's a little. I mean, uh, you know, with him, it's like, wow, dude, like you should have been the person leading the charge with X Men and MCU. Like once they got it back, and now you're like, they get it back, and now you're like, it, like scorched earth, like they don't want to touch you, like, and so like that's what the and to me, I don't know if we didn't. If if Whedon is canceled as much as he's just, I guess toxic. He's reevaluating you know, how he treats people. Yeah. Put him in the corner uh, and, uh, <laughs> and think about what you've done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, I was hoping that before all this stuff happened, that it was going to be announced. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to bring Whedon back, and he guess what? He's going to be doing the the MCU X Men movie. Would be the perfect person based on his run in the comics. His, yeah. his run in the comics was just so good, like, and, and I mean, I am and, I have a high bar for everything X Men, as we all know, it has been well documented. And he I also does the ensembles well. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. he does the, the team thing. Well. And, and if they did introduce X Men like that uh, with the Whedon run, where it's just like 
you just dropped in. The X Men have always been here. They've been around for X amount of years. Like we don't need extra Yo, like they've yeah. been here. This is what it is. And then now we're just introducing them to the world because we, you know, something big happened that that needed our attention. Yeah. Then that mm-hmm. that would already give us, you know, get us past all the stuff from before. We don't have to worry about nothing else. We just drop in. Boom. Here's the X Men. They've been around for seventy years. Y'all didn't know about it because you're not supposed to know about it. But now you do. Now let's <laughs> now let's keep it moving and then keep you know let's. Yep let's get like get that train on going so i think there's like so many different routes that they can take that like because at first i remember someone was like yeah i don't know what marvel's gonna do now like where are they gonna go i'm like you guys realize they have they could go anywhere 1300 characters yeah (laughs) yeah and the sky's the limit and and like 200 of them are like you know tv movie ready just from from jump so pretty much and so they but kind of to touch on what you said cam like they take like characters you don't think are gonna do well so like, like Captain America, like even even Captain America, I didn't read it when I was younger. I'm just like, he's corny. Yep. <laughs> but throw him in MCU, I'm like, yo, this dude is a man. Yeah. Iron yep. Man, select a few like them. He was he was popular, but he wasn't like how he is no. today. Yeah. So, yeah. Nah. When we heard about Guardians, we were Credit. like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, you're gonna have a, sh- a movie about them, and yeah, they, they, Marvel, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the casting for Iron Man was yeah. money. I didn't believe in it. Uh, if you're a true fan of the, like the Shi'ar Empire, you knew who the Guardians yep. of the Galaxy were. Uh, but I, I didn't think they could hold their movie. Yeah. When I heard that, I was just like, yeah, right, I'm going to check it as Marvel. Yep. But... Exactly. That was... yeah. Well, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was maybe the jump off for like a lesser known uh, comic or something in Marvel's uh, backup that became popular. And so now yep. that's the new thing. Like in you look at DC, they're doing the Suicide Squad. Like we don't really talk about suicide. It's Batman, Superman, Justice Batman, League. Batman, and now you have Batman, Superman, Justice Batman, 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 and Marvel. It's X Men. Yeah, it's X Men, and then yeah. everybody else comes out. Yeah. Well, what's funny you know? too is so. um like Fantastic Four and X Men are like their biggest. Were always their biggest properties in terms of like licensing, comic books, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But then when they're you know when Marvel was going broke, they had to sell off their stuff so they can you know be solvent. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So them making you know the MCU that they have now, they had to use all their C list characters, and yeah. so yeah. they made their C list characters now A list. So yep. now people are looking at like Fantastic Four. That looks goofy. Why would you guys do that? But <laughs> it works internally. Yeah, it's, it's internally. It's very, yeah, internally. Like, like him and I. Like, when Cam and I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, I walked, the first thing I said when the movie was over, and Cam, you remember this, I was like, they can do whatever they want now. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> like, if, they can make, if they can make this work and work this well, they can do whatever they yep. want, and it won't Rock, matter. Like, Rocket it, Raccoon it, is from 1973 like, yeah. before character. That was the throwaway character. Just for they're gonna fun. Do a, they're going to do a Micronauts until, until, movie. Until we get a good Doctor Doom. <laughs> Until we get a good Doctor Doom, we'll never have a good oh, that's No question. No question. And yeah. and I think that with that with that being said, the for the challenge for Marvel is to be able to take their properties that are that level, the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer, you know, X Men, and and elevate them to a level of a Guardians of the Galaxy in a film making aspect of it. Because you're right, yeah. like you can't have a doc, you, you cannot have a good Fantastic Four anything without Doctor Doom. So if Doctor Doom's whack, the whole thing's gonna be whack. So until yeah. they and yeah. we know this, they know this too. But um, I think that's the part where they're like. They now now that they got all their properties back, like okay, cool. You showed us what you could do with your C list characters. Now, what are you going to do with your A list? 
Cause yeah, and I think there's an appetite for it because obviously Fox ran up, ran down the X Men and uh, uh. their movies <laughs> for almost twenty years, and Fantastic Four just never got out the gate, with the exception of a decent design of the Silver Surfer. I'll give them yes. that in, that in cool. um, that that part did, two. Yeah. Um, but then for that, then they gave us the cloud, the asteroid cloud Galactus. Cloud Galactus. It, was, <laughs> it was like, it's like okay, uh, what? <laughs> so y'all ran out of the budget. After you, you spent, you blew the budget on getting us that nice silver surfer. We glad about that. But then Galactus, I don't even know what happened there. Uh, bring he back, yo, man, bring, bring back my man Larry Fish for a silver surfer. I'll be happy. That'd be cool. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> agreed. But you're right, yeah. though. If, for them to to get that, like Doctor Doom, just got to be solid. And even now in the comics, Doctor Doom is is the is a good antihero, going back and forth, like you know. The, and so there's there's room, there's so much room that they have. And so I think the TV shows have definitely been been a good place for them to mess around with and, and to show yeah. what they can kind of do. Um, yeah. All right, fellas. So let's wrap this up and uh, get a little couple. Let's get some final words in. Uh, Cam, you want to go first? Yeah, uh, I just want to mention that I commend Marvel for taking these smaller stories and these lesser-known characters and introducing us and making them become more intimate to the to the casual fan, but to the diehards that may want to know about these characters, especially with the new popularity in the Guardians and the Galaxies and all these other characters that, like Falcon, we're not familiar with. No one grew up reading Falcon or Iron Man, as Dwayne put it, until they became put on the big screen, and now we get a little bit more peeling of the layers of these other characters. And so it's kind of like this animatrix thing. We're filling in the gaps between these big uh, movies, which keeps us hooked and engaged. That's good marketing. I, I commend them. However, the, the the small nuance with that is that sometimes, as with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, it encompasses bigger themes that six episodes is not enough. I do like it's short. It's quick. But if you tackle themes like that, you got to make sure you're – the the platform is able to tackle that thing in a few episodes. Mm. WandaVision did it okay. I, I got it. It wasn't the best. It wasn't as bad as people said it was. The Falcon and Winter Soldier started off strong, but it kind of died out the end. And I felt like some of the themes were a little forced. Being a black man in America, I can relate. I didn't have to be hit with all those at once. A few of them would have been fine, but that's just my own personal gripe. But I, however, in the overall bigger picture of it, I think it's a cool thing that they can take the, the smaller characters and give us a peek of what's going on in between uh, post Tony Stark dying and the next thing, maybe be the scrolls or whatever coming up in the, the bigger movie. So that's my final word. Yeah, that was dope. Josh, want to go next? Um, I would say, I would say Falcon and Winter Soldier needed ten episodes, and I think One Division needed six. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but overall, uh, to uh, to echo Cam's sentiments, um, you know, they I think they nailed the I think they, they they hit the right spots where it needed to be hit. They could have fleshed some things out a little bit more, but overall, I loved it. Like it was it was it was fun in in the spots that it needed to be fun in. It was good, and you know they they sort of muted Bucky a little bit. Like Bucky is like a killer and un, and pretty much unstoppable. Uh, but I get why they were doing it. You know, a, a train killer being controlled by, you know, by whoever 
uh, he's going to go ham and, and he's not going to stop until he accomplishes his mission because he's programmed to do that versus Bucky with a conscience who's not necessarily trying to kill everything that he lays his metal arms on. So, you know, I, I get that. Um, but overall, it was done well. It was done well. And, you know, um, again, to echo Cam's, uh, another Cam, a point that Cam made, you know, it works well in terms of... Um, in terms of in, in terms of sort of bridging and being a bridge between the last batch of movies and the next batch of movies. So I'm 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 cool with it. I'm looking forward to Loki. I'm looking forward to Miss Marvel. I'm looking forward to She Hulk. I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy holiday show holiday episode. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the next Muppets in space. Like I'm here for all of it. It doesn't you know, I'm 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 cool with wherever they go with it. I'm I'm along for the ride. Word. Uh Dwayne? Sorry, I was on mute. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a Marvel, um, New York Nick kind of uh, final word. Marvel is the Tom Thibodeau of movies. Like, they can't do anything okay. wrong. They can take any cast and make them work. They can make them a playoff team, just like the New York Knicks are. So, shout out, shout I out. generally <laughs> say in comic book movies, I always feel like you need a villain to make the movie better. And I think Josh touched on it, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like that villain was not memorable. You know what I mean? Like they were able to make it work. Tibbs got Burt killing. He got Bullet killing. He got Noel <laughs> Noel playing like Matumbo. So shout out to the Knicks. First of shout all, out I don't appreciate, first of all, I don't appreciate all this snickering while uh, <laughs> work, Wayne work. is talking about the Knicks. Church put is over some, right put, now, Josh. Respecting your voice. Hell yeah. Yo, today I was watching a game. I felt comfortable. It was like watching a <laughs> real team play. Like I was like, okay, we down by two points. They laughing at us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let, no, let the record, <laughs> let the record be shown. The Knicks are respectable again. You will hear no slander from me because I've I've been on record saying Julius Randle, my 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 son over there, y'all taking care of him. Duly, duly noted. Duly oh, noted. I yeah. haven't had any Nick slander lately, so <laughs> I've been true. I mean, the way they play, you can't. Like, I feel like they're throwback. Yeah. The way they play yeah. the defense, they they're just fun that to watch, have, man. That they have made no it back to the fourth seed is 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 proof positive that they, I wouldn't say they're back, but they've at least improved. They've at least improved to the point where you gotta respect them. No, yeah, I mean, they, they, they back as they back as re- they're back as being relevant again. In yeah, yeah. yeah. so they look like a they look like a young uh, Warriors team. No, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the Knicks. Shout out to yeah. the MCU. That's that's my final and, and shout out to DMX. Like, I got the funeral on right now. Like it's going to be a celebration. I'm about to pour a drink in a little bit. So. Yes, sir. Nice, nice. Yes, most uh, definitely. D'Angelo, your final word. Yeah, uh, well, before I talk about uh, Marvel, I just, I just <laughs> stop. Don't don't say anything. Look, I just wanted to say I, I'm happy that the Knicks are doing good. I lived in New York for ten years, and I do. I the whole time I was hoping that the Knicks would get get better, like that they would get become a team to root for. Uh, but I respect the the fandom of the Knicks, so I have nothing bad to say. I'm glad to hear that. I haven't been following basketball, so. That's news to me. Uh, but I'm not in New York anymore. I'm back in. Uh, I moved away. Well, 
2018, about three years ago. 2018, yeah. Yeah. I was going to make the denominator, but you're not. All right, cool. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, it could be that. You can't blame me. I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> but no, um, as far as Marvel, I agree with mostly everything that's been said about um as far as you guys' observation, especially that it was compressed into six episodes for I wasn't expecting the amount of um, detail that they went into on the racial politics and mm. the uh, social economics, all the things that they touched on. Uh, so that was a surprise to me uh, that they were able to get that into the narrative. But I don't think that um, I don't think it was done poorly. I thought it was done just OK. Um, but I, I like that they're making a genuine effort to push that into their narrative fabric and not continue to have a world that ignores it. I think um, before Black Panther um, and the Killmonger effect, there was no references or mentioning or acknowledgement of the Black superheroes or their or their identities as as uh people of color so now that we're moving moving towards that <laughs> so that is not exactly exactly so, yeah 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 so we we we're getting blade we're now we're gonna be able to move past the like okay he is black such and such or you know he's you know we're gonna get exactly we're gonna get to blade who's you know blade could very well be if you rejiggered his backstory, it could be a white vampire or a Mexican vampire. It could be it could be anybody, but that's not his racial identity is only a part of his his overall story arc and understand. So I'm glad that the, at least the visual the MCU is moving toward that direction in a positive uh, in a positive way. And they have, like we said about acknowledging that they can do anything. They have the creative brain trust to put that together and to continue on. So hopefully that that diversity is reflected in their behind the scenes. Because as for me, it's it's a little bit more than just like if I find out that that writer's room was like filled with like there was not one one person of color in that writer's room. It would be kind of hard for me. I had to take right. some of that credit yeah, back. Like, yeah, because you got to You got to You it can't. It's not enough, especially in this industry, to tell these stories. You have to have the stories told by people who genuinely go through those experiences. So, hopefully, the diversity is reflected behind the scenes. But I'm happy that at least in the visual storytelling, they're on the path of getting it right. Yeah, nah, definitely. I think, um, and I know for say, for instance, like Miss Marvel, that's upcoming. Like half, I think actually all of the directors are of uh, Middle Eastern descent, and um, that, and then the writer room is a little bit more mixed up. So I think they've been they've been like actively making that a, a, a point. So um, yeah, I think for my final words, kind of in that realm where like I was actually surprised that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is as blackly black black as it was. Did not expect that to happen. So it was kind of interesting going to New Orleans. It was interesting, you know, with uh, Isaiah Bradley. I think that that was that part of his cool. But I, I do agree with Cam where it's like, I think they try to almost throw too much in there when they could have just focused on a couple of things and they hit that part out the park as opposed to having a muddled situation. 
Um, I do agree with Josh, though. Like, I think this this could have used extra uh, episodes, and I think they probably could have uh, fleshed out that black part um, even more. And then back with like you know, and my my thing for WandaVision has always been it was uh, two episodes too long, so I can mm-hmm. kind of I, I think that was my that's my own thing. But I think in general, like Marvel's having a lot of fun in these te- uh, television shows where they can really. Uh, Hit the hit they can re, they can really hit things out the park more in the television show than they can in the movie and so like I think they have the space and kind of the realm and like as we we're speaking before it's like you know there's so many characters and different routes that they can go to and they're doing this well with just with C and B list characters that they've had in their in their canon like I still can't wait till we see all the A list the, the X Men's and the Fantastic Fours and the whole all the cosmic a, a, a proper Doctor Doom a proper Silver Surfer like like they're on a good track where I'm, I'm here for it. Where is this going to be fun, man? I think if they, if they keep the, this type of level of, of nuance and fun to uh, their characters, then I think we'll, we're all going to be in a realm of just having some good stuff to, to, to do. And so then, then their fan base can actually now break off to the things that they like to gravitate towards. Oh, I want to just yeah. do teen stuff. I want to do cosmic. I want to go more, you know, Punisher, dark, dark uh, Marvel Knights type stuff. So mm. there's realms that they can kind of go. And I think they're um, po- poised in a good direction to do that. And so, like you said, I do agree with the, getting that writer's room to be reflective of the characters that they're writing, because that'll be a really important thing going forward. And so Miss Marvel is going to be the testament for that, to see how that how that actually works out, where they're just like, hey, brown character. Oh, brown writer's room. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> or is it? Yeah. yeah, we we don't we don't talk about new mutants though, so we are not going to. So let's not let's not say Marvel's batting a thousand. Well, <laughs> well that, to, that wasn't a Marvel be, production. To be fair, it's not a Marvel production. That is Fox. true. That was still Fox. Yes, but yeah. come on, we understand where that source material came from. <laughs> so, yeah, from Fox. Which is really which is really sad because that actual store, source material story for that for that movie is actually really cool. Like it's a cool story within the canon of Marvel. Yeah, the Demon yeah. Bear arc was actually kind of dope, yeah, but they butchered but... the hell out of it. Is everybody watching? Nope. I, no, I, I have no I desire to even start. Too. I 30, 37 minutes, I think, 38. <laughs> I, got, I got distracted. I was like doing something else and I just didn't go back. <laughs> I saw the trailer and I was like, nope. <laughs> Same here. Not, there were parts going. of it that were cool, but I mean, it was like the low hanging fruit parts. Like, you yeah. know, magic, magic was cool. Like, the, the they were just terrible cool. introducing the characters too. I'm just yes. like, can 100%. you give me a little bit more of this character? Like, who are yeah. they? You know, After I, Dark Phoenix, I just, I was, that oh was, I mean, that was one too many, like five, however many in the, in the franchise. It's that was very like, rare I turn off a movie in the airplane when I'm on the airplane, because like, I could watch anything on the airplane because I'm trapped. I was like, I'm going to sleep. I yeah. can't watch they, they need to just watch the X-Men and just keep maybe the, what is it? the um, Keep Fassbender. Yeah, the the what was it the old one where they went back in time? Oh, one? Days of Future. Oh, Days of Future is the best one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, first class, and first class. Yeah. First class. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. First, first, first class, class is, is the best. best. It's the best. One hundred three. hundred. Days of Future Past and keep Logan. That's it. Yeah. And Logan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's it. And the Deadpool. And Deadpool. I like Logan that. Was the Deadpool, yeah. Logan. Deadpool. Yeah. Logan. Keep those three. Keep Deadpool, and then wipe the other shit off yeah. the planet. Uh, 100%. And I watched, um, Logan legit got me out of my seat in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched. I, 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 I rewatched Logan the the black and white version. Woo. 
man. So good. It's, it's really it's great, good. Man. It's yeah. great, dude. It just gives it, I mean, again, it was already a good film, but then in that black and white, it just gives you that extra, like, almost extra. old, old-timey yep. feel. And, like, yeah. but like to, to his credit, Logan's dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. no, sure. I mean, like yeah, they, they yeah. killed him off. Like that's good. We don't need but that. Yeah. Logan. And honestly, I think that I helped, agree. That helped yeah. the movie. Like yeah. I actually, it made it a complete story. Like I, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. And unless they go really and do, do the the the, they go back and he pops up. Okay, cool. But, yeah, but, you know, like they did what in, they're gonna do. In first class, he had that one cameo. I was like, oh, yeah. that was cool. That was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was well, technically, uh, the Logan in the MCU is not dead if he exists or wherever. But, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. so, I mean, they could still oh, use Logan mm-hmm. and Wolverine and, and not draw any context to that film mm-hmm. or that story. But I think they, they shouldn't try to rush into doing that because Logan is still so fresh. And yeah. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is still so fresh. I was just about to find that role. Do you yeah. think anyone else could play Wolverine, or is that of course? Of hard course. I do. Yes, I do. Absolutely. But like, do, do we have to wait a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we I said the same thing about Batman. Room. Was like, uh, Michael Keaton was a really good Batman. Back, yes. in, back in the day, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, Michael yeah, Keaton, I'm, not, I'm not disputing. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Michael Keaton was really good, and I was like, man, or the. We didn't think the Joker could be replaced by Jack Nicholson because at the time that was like the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, "All right, cool." That yeah. was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. However, we did get Heath Ledger, and I mean, the uh, what's the guy that plays Batman now? Uh, I can't even think of his Robert real name. Patterson, the new one, or are you no, 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 the Christian Bale. 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 I mean, he was okay. He was okay. Yeah, I still was think, okay. I still think Mike Michael yeah. Keaton was. In my eyes, the best epitome the of that. Yeah, uh, but you know, but I feel like Wolverine. So, he's yeah. gotten more. He's gotten more movies than all those people. Yeah, like his well, character. Yeah. Like he's been in like every single. My only gripe is Wolverine cannot be taller than Cyclops. Yeah, yes. Yes. that's all. That's true. Like yeah. little stuff, it's like a big. That yeah, it's a, that's yeah. a big. I mean, but that's a big part of the character for that. Like he's supposed yeah. to be short. You know? Sure, so, and scrappy. Um, so <laughs> it, yeah, scrappy. Short and scrappy. Yeah. So I, I think they could. You know, it was kind of like the same thing with um, like the T'Challa character when uh, when Chadwick passed away. Rest in peace. Um, it's one of those things where like this could like. I hope and really hope they do recast um, mm-hmm. Black Panther just because we as a black people need a, a legacy character like a Bond, like a Spider-Man. Like we don't really have that many of those characters. Mm. So let this be that one. Yeah. So that like, you know, the Spider-Man has been three different Spider-Mans. Batman has been six different Batmans. Like let that be, let let the Black Panther mantle be something like that. That's a legacy character that could be around. Wolverine could kind of be that same thing if they kind of do it right. I don't know how they're going to do it, but well, they do it right. They can kind of do that. Walk with me real quick, Cam. So the way the Wakandans work it is like, Whoever's next in line. Yeah. Right. Like when his father died, they all yep. had a test yeah. to see mm-hmm. who the next Black T'Challa well, became T'Challa. So mm-hmm. they can technically do the same thing. And if yep. if Shuri wins out or whoever wins out, so be it. So yep. we can have that door open for another Black Panther. Yep. Yeah, I don't totally. want to see a CGI chat with Bozeman. Nope. No, no, please. No, they, no, no, they already said they said they're not doing it. They said they're not doing it. That stuff is like, weird anyway. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and unless, and, unless he was already filming half his scenes. Nope. Okay. No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, they didn't do anything. Finish that off. 
Ryan yeah. Coogler hadn't even yeah. started writing yet when he yeah. passed away. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. and then, and then also too in the books, uh, um, Shuri becomes Black Panther for a while, and she yeah. was dope because she was different than T'Challa, mm-hmm. and so it was cool because it was a different take, it was a different steez. She, she, you know, she had the some of the same powers, but then her personality is different, so she she operated a different way, right. and so like that's that actually would work, and it would be fun to see in that aspect of it. So yeah, you're like I like. You know, any character can be played by any actor, but it's sure. just like you said, there's certain ones, like someone actually brought up how Chris Evans has uh, is now on the level of um, Christopher Reeves and Superman, where like he got, he was so good Fair. at that character that that's how you, you envision Captain America as Chris Evans. Yeah, you think of Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Christopher Reeves for the long time that he was Superman. So uh, uh, Hugh Jackman is kind of in that realm with Wolverine, honestly. Oh, for sure. And so now, yeah. so it, it will be hard to, to, for someone to fill that role and kind of like take it to another level. It, it, you never know. We might be surprised. Marvel surprised us before when when Chris Pratt got uh, Star Lord. We're like, what? Fat Pratt is going to yeah. be a superhero? <laughs> well, you yeah. know, when you get with Marvel, you gonna look like a statue. So what's exactly. his name? Uh, Kamal uh, Nimjani now? Like, oh yeah, like, no, oh yeah, the dude's yeah. cut. Yeah, he could play Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> But I think the the best way they could possibly do it story wise is to just go to the 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 problem with the Fox movies where they tried to was they tried to make it about one or two characters as you opposed it down to, to one problem. Uh, Exactly. As opposed to being about this team, this ensemble group of people who all have different motivations and but they all yeah. come together when it matters. Um that would make it less about the actor who's playing Wolverine and about the character of Wolverine. Because now you're not, he's not being looked at as the lead. Oh, he's the plot device. Oh, I need need Wolverine's blood. Or I need Wolverine to be in this machine. Or, you know, something like that. You know, you know, know, well, to their credit, they, they do it well with Suicide Squad. There was no individuality within the Suicide Squad. We understood it was a team effort. Um, but the thing about Wolverine is just he's just a, such a popular character. From the yeah. thing, from, excuse me, from the anim, uh, the comics and the animation, we always yeah. gravitated towards Wolverine. So Marvel and Fox were going to milk that cow. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. we're going to make him the forefront. Even though it's the X-Men, it's Wolverine yeah. and the X-Men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And they shot themselves in the foot when they tried to pivot that to um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Mystique, where she got, as, as her star started to shine, they're just like, oh, crap. We can't just have her as a sub-character, so we got to put her more in the forefront. Yeah. Um, but, but to... One thing about Fox that they did do well is their casting for a lot of their X-Men stuff was good. I like, agree. Fassbender as Magneto was freaking genius. And, and Agreed. It's well, like, I felt so bad class, for him. Not the first X-Men, because who played Sabretooth in the first X-Men? That was terrible. He was a wrestler. Was oh, was yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what was no. his name? Tyler Maine. Yeah. Tyler Maine. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. there were so many Phoenix. things wrong with that first X-Men movie. Man. He had like two lines the whole movie when no, it was like Scream for Me or something like that. Yo, there is no, there's no action <laughs> in the first movie at all. Like none. There's like, none. Like, ten, 10 minutes of action in the whole X-Men movie. Um, but, but, you know. So many gripes. Uh, like Dark Phoenix. Dark, Dark Phoenix is a horrible movie, but Fastbender was good. Like yeah. I didn't care. I didn't care about Mystique dying until Fastbender was like he found out and he was all sad. I was like, Fast exactly. Fastbender spent ninety percent of that movie screaming at the top of his lungs, floating <laughs> over whatever the hell they were, yanking the metal out of the earth. It was yeah. just, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. But so you can ask, ask D'Angelo for Apocalypse for X Men Apocalypse. I had a list of things. Like I sat in the movie theater and came out with a list of things. I was typing in my phone as it went along. How <laughs> bad that movie was. That movie made my head hurt, man. Ooh. I felt physically sick after watching that movie just because I was like, "How do you take one of the best like actors right now?" And one of the best villains in comic books, mm-hmm. put them together and come up with nothing but crap. Like that was just like <laughs> that was like the worst, the worst look. For, I mean, somebody argued that the look wasn't as bad as if you're talking about uh, a movie interpretation. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was okay. It was. I didn't. Was I don't horrible. agree with that. It wasn't it was horrible, okay. but I thought it could have been a lot closer to Apocalypse. But I think Apocalypse physically, like Ivan Ooze in that movie. <laughs> straight up Ivan News, like straight up like his brother or his son that he forgot about <laughs> yeah it Mark, took me like Mark Ooze five Mark or six Ooze, tries exactly. <laughs> Marco Ooze <laughs> nah it took me five or six tries to, to finish Apocalypse oh man like, yo, oh, the yeah. intro, the intro was dope though. That that, yes, that, that in the that Egypt scene sequence, yeah. that, that was, was cool sequence in Egypt was dope that was cool but still, void no of zero story, like just nothing but just stuff happening, like <laughs> just yeah. like shit happening. That was it. <laughs> you do not I, need I, to watch it. I have no desire to watch that movie. At all. None. Don't. Oh, yeah, oh. you're a better no, person. Nope. I'm very proud of you because <laughs> the, the, the very the fact that you have not laid eyes on that abomination Ooh. is like you you deserve a medal. There a are medal. a few there after Dark Phoenix. Yeah, man, they left a sour taste with me. Well, I was like, I'm not gonna buy it. Uh, oh, I have the, the third one. Yeah, I, I was like, you gonna have to tell friend word of mouth was gonna have to tell me to say go watch this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't go to the theater uh, to see First Class because I was done. After, after, uh, oh, I didn't go to the theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's no, no, actually, no, I think I did see it in the theater. I think I watched it with my brothers or something like that. And I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I came out with a new Matthew Vaughn, man. Yeah, Yeah. Matthew Matthew Vaughn killed it. Matthew Vaughn, he should have been, he should have had Man of Steel. If he had had Man of Steel, we would have never got Snyder and we would have never had to talk about him no more. Never, truth. I don't see a whole podcast about Snyder. And people in the industry <laughs> don't know like who to bring in. Like, how do you not I don't get it. I don't get it. It's yeah. not that they don't know who to bring nah, in. It's that it's there are people who like so, so like with um with Brian Singer, he's made oh. so much money that yeah. they just kind of kept throwing the movie. Like, you want to do another one? They just kind of yeah. gave him yeah. carte blanche. Yeah. So yeah. regardless of how bad the movies were and how panned they were. They were making still money. making money from the casual from the casual uh, moviegoer, so yeah, they just kept throwing him sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice when you see Marvel making billions, you're like, "Fuck, maybe we should have really yeah, thought this out." out. Fox, you know yeah, what I mean? Fox and Sony are not there. Like they're yeah. or the, they're or Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, you could you would think that by now they would see because the the biggest example I said, and this is how I know WB didn't have a shot, and that was when. You put Batman and Superman in the movie for the first time in the 70 year history of their existence. And that movie doesn't like literally kill all of box office figures ever. It literally underperforms. That's that should have told us everything we needed to know about the DCEU and its future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
This is Batman and Superman we're talking about. These are the, the, the Trinity, man. <laughs> yeah, like, and you had Wonder Woman in the movie. <laughs> Stop forget right, you right. had Wonder Woman in the movie for the first time on yeah. screen for yeah. the first time the big screen for the first time. The score was good though. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that great the, 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 the sound design, the sound design was pretty. The, good. Yeah, it sounded great, magnificent. Yeah, so it was some good fight scenes. Good go, yeah. Batfleck. Shout out yeah. to Batfleck for that one. <laughs> yeah, Batfleck did his thing, and uh, and uh, before uh, we took him down, man, we we <laughs> we even destroyed him in jail, man. I mean, jail was doomed on arrival, but like it, he just. <laughs> Took Bat Black down, man. Different bad. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, you know, Snyder, Snyder is now a, a verb now, so this is what it is. That's his legacy. <laughs> but his legacy will not is not going away. Like the people, people are going to write up. There are going to be books about the Snyder cut and and Warner Brothers and that entire thing from an from the texture the text of the narrative of the film itself and from that as a business decision but i can see it now i know there's like a bunch of people right now working on research and trying to put that together and publish it yeah because how does this happen (laughs) you can't not study it so ironically snyder bursts and snyder cut and snyder that name is now infamous (laughs) <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to end on a happy note, D'Angelo. Trying to oh, I'm sorry. I, I'll be Yo, quiet. Here. That's Yo, the best way. About, <laughs> you over here talking about, you know, talk about mediocrity. I gotta, yeah. uh, uh, wolves cut deep. deep. I tell you, four hours of your life are never getting back. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> and know that but, we did it for you, those who are what, listening. We did exactly. it for you. That's kind of exactly. literally the only reason we did it. <laughs> We're here for the people. We did it so you didn't have to. Bro. <laughs> Ken, when and you told you me did, hey, we're, we're doing it tomorrow and it was like 9 p.m. and I looked at the clock and I was like, I, I can't even do it, bro. Like, better for it. Yeah. Better for it. Because I was going to try to crash course on it and I, I just looked at nah. the clock and I was like, nah, I we. nobody watched that all the way through. Nobody sat there for four hours. Uh, yeah, I think I watched it in eight four. different cuts like i'm like man we watched i have the way me watching in 45 minute blocks yeah it was rough yeah it was rough to watch i was soon as i see something stupid i think i think the first time i turned it off when wonder woman bunched uh, blocked a bunch of bullets i'm like you know what let me go 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 for a run (laughs) i was like what's the point of this yeah some weird group breaks into the bank i'm like what 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 What's the meaning of this? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, sorry. I stopped it when Batman introduced himself to Aquaman and told him he was Batman. The first two oh, seconds yeah. Of that, I, was like, oh, cool. I, I was like, oh. And the Icelandic quiet broken the singing? I said. And uh, sniffing his shirt. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. Hey, I got to cut out, folks, but good. Yeah, I think we're rapping anyway. Yeah, we're rapping right now. You know what? We we didn't intend to do an extra uh, Snyder (laughs) bashing, but I'm here for it, so that's completely fine. But, yo, thanks for sticking out. It's good, Chalk. This is Table of Truth, and we out. Peace. 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 Later, guys. (laughs) All right, folks.